0: Welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Stephen, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And today we're going to be talking about equality. Brandon, tell us more.
1: Yeah, today we want to uh, have a little more serious serious of a conversation just on... Uh, I guess this is a concept we've kind of talked about a lot lately because this is a discussion that goes on quite a bit, and we wanted to finally sit down and... Uh, give it a shot ourselves and i will also say i know that i keep talking up our segments but this today's segment oh this is gonna be a good one
0: it's a weird episode for it because i i think both of us we get in this topic a lot and it it's a we we recognize it's definitely like a a heavy subject at times because there's a lot of gray area in all this um And it's funny that we've got this just really goofy segment in here. But that's also to say, we never take anything too, too serious. And anything that we say in the episodes, you might think that we're wrong. And that's completely fine. Like, we're not saying we're the experts in any of this stuff. We just like to throw out as much information as we can and really dive into it. Because this is pretty much what our friendship has consisted of. It's like bringing a conversation piece to the table. And then we decided we could kind of turn it into a podcast. So I feel like it's topics like this. Um, with incorporations for goofy segments like we're gonna do today, where we, you know, we talk about Star Wars and SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of what makes this podcast a lot of fun. Well, thanks that, for a lot giving of other things.
1: Spoiler alert! Now everybody knows what
0: we're gonna be doing later. No, no, that's that's really, really, really vague. What I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm not telling you anything else. All right. I suppose that Just is if a you good like tease. those things,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is a good tease, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I'm all about. I'm uh, I'm the hype man. Remember, I claimed yeah. in a previous episode that I was the hype man. That's continuing right now.
1: You're the the hype man. You're the host. You're a a jack of all trades.
0: Whoa, whoa. I mean, these are your words at this point. These are your words. Am I throwing it out there? (laughs) Man, I'll I'll
1: take it. A man
0: just throwing in the cards just saying, man, you're the host. I'll be the host. (laughs) I mean, it does say Brandon and Steven, which is more of an alphabetical order thing. But if people don't know that, then they might just be like, oh, Brandon must be the host. But no, no. Anyways. You
1: heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, folks.
0: Yes. So, to provide context, what kind of equality are we going to be talking about?
1: I think uh, and, and you can correct me on any of this stuff, but mostly our thought process was, uh, well, at least my thought process was this would be sort of on human rights and you know, whether you what no matter what background you come from, when, whether you're a man, woman, trans, gay, bi, lesbian, you know you're black, you're white, any anything, um, we're talking about that that striving for equality and the places where there is inequality. I, I don't know if I missed anything, but you can correct me if I if I did.
0: Yeah. So th- this is also this is partially something I've always been very fascinated by. From the time I was a little kid, I never really understood why in the world like you'd have. Pe- and I feel people talk about this a lot, but this has always been something that's extremely been fascinating to me. How we have some people in the world who have everything and some people who have like literally nothing and I've always thought, like, well, what if the really rich people just gave to the people who didn't have anything? And then is, could there be a way where everyone could just have everything that they needed? And that that idea... Um, and, and along with the fact that some people in life, they get treated with a lot of respect because they're, like, beautiful, successful, and all these things. And then other people, they have any number of things working against them. They don't get treated the same way. And it seems it seems cruel. And, unfortunately, nothing in this world is fair. Um, we can try to make things fair, and that's kind of what makes this episode really difficult. So when we think about our reservations on this specific topic, I mean, my biggest worry about doing an episode like this is I am a straight white male. Like, I I have as, a, as, soci- as society perceives, I'm like can't really complain about anything. And that in itself, I think, is also one of those things that um, it makes it difficult for anything that I say to be taken almost seriously. But my thought process is everyone has their own perspectives on things. We're just putting stuff out there. You can say this is stupid. You could say, hey, uh, that's a good point. Whatever whatever you want to say. I just, I know that that's going to be the tough part about talking on the subject, but I think talking about this stuff is what needs to happen. I don't, I don't think we're not doing the world any favor by just not talking about this stuff.
1: Well, I think that that's the biggest thing for me when it when it comes to uh, reservations towards this stuff, there is a certain aspect to me that that is wary of the the idea that people will just tune out this conversation because we have no place to talk about this kind of stuff. And I think that that is uh, kind of part of the problem is if you you are not able to have those conversations or or willing to listen to people who, yeah maybe we come from a place that's uh has it easier than anybody else in in comparison um doesn't mean we don't have a perspective or even if we do have things that we're ignorant about how are you going to find out what those things are if we aren't allowed to talk about it and uh then i think there's also times where i've seen where people um who might come from uh, our angle that They don't get to say their piece because, oh, well, you're a straight white man or whatever um, and you don't – everyone else has been shut up for so long that you don't get to speak here and I think that that almost frustrates (laughs) – people to the point of being like, well, I'm not going to listen to you then because you're not going to listen to me. And it just becomes yeah. this, instead of it being about the actual issues, it becomes about who's allowed to talk about the issues. And I think that that's something that I hope that we can kind of branch past and actually have a, a legitimate discussion.
0: Yeah, so exactly. So we're going to be talking about it and you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this topic because it would be... It'd be really cool to live in a world where there was more equality, if not perfect equality. Perfect equality is not obviously achievable, but like how do we get closer to it? And let's uh so let's let's dive into some of the the, the points here. Unless you have anything else you want to say before we do so. Anything nope. else? No, I'm ready okay. to go.
1: Okay, where do you think inequality exists in the world today? Well, the most noticeable p- pieces, I think um definitely come from, uh, race and gender inequality. I think at least that, that I think that's what's most talked about. You know, you hear for, um, I think with race, there's a lot of implicit bias that goes on. I, I think it's, it's a lot less flagrant as it used to be, but there's a lot of, uh, just small things kind of subconsciously that, uh, people deal with when thinking about other races that they're not even really noticing, but they're, it's happening. Um, and the people that are being affected by it do notice it and do feel the, the the repercussions of that. And then with gender inequality, I think for a long time um, that that's been going on, that's been how it is. And so uh, that's finally being talked about and, um. I, yeah, I guess just to sum it up, those those would be the two main places. What about you? I really think, for me, it's wealth. I really think
0: that almost everything has some sort of layer of uh, wealth within it. Because I think even people who are in a minority group, if they are in a position of power um, because of their, their finance, they definitely put themselves in a better position. Like, if you are a a gay celebrity or you are a like a middle class gay person like you're gonna be perceived completely different the opportunities that you will be given will be will be different I think wealth is a huge part of this, and i think it's easy to look at it on a very micro scale of like just the united States but like even throughout the world the countries like you look you look at even um the entire continent of africa it is an economically Like there are economic sections of the country or of the continent that are booming right now but as a whole look at the the mainstream media throughout the world they very rarely cover the entire continent of Africa as much as they do Europe and the United States and population wise um, that doesn't really make sense like the US is just like one little country I mean it's a big country but it's just like one country and Europe is another I think 700,000 people so like 1 billion people in a planet of like 7 billion people get a ton of the media coverage. And I think a big part of this is literally just the... You look at the economics. Like You look at the the economic superpowers. They're always the countries and the parts of the world that get covered the most. And I think that a big part of inequality is just based on what resources do you have or does where you come from have. So for me, that's actually the first thing I think of because I feel like once you you unpack that, then that's why we found more, like, other things to start to to discriminate against. Because I even feel like racism in itself, a lot of times, it it was just a thing where people of, of certain uh, ethnic backgrounds tended to be, um, they, they tended to, like, not have as many resources, so then we decided to, like, find ways to discriminate against them. Like, people, that's just what would happen. And I kind of feel like that's, been a continued thing throughout like human history
1: i would be curious to 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 know like where truly where racism kind of came from because like when you know when africa was discovered by people within europe like i mean i i guess the resources thing could be something to it but i also eh, i don't know the i I also think and we talked about this off the podcast that when when you aren't so so for uh, people that are white, you can notice uh different very distinct differences in other white people because that's what you look like, and your brain is able to develop the the capability to see that stuff. But when you look at uh, a person of another uh, ethnicity, it's harder for you to. So the, the whole like stereotypical joke that goes around that's like, oh, all Asians look the same or, you know, or even from African-Americans, all bl- all, all white people look the same. It actually is coming from a, a developmental uh, perspective, a very real one where when you are a certain ethnicity, you don't recognize the differences. And so to them, I wonder if any of this was, oh, well. This group of people are all animals. we don't we don't recognize the uniqueness or the um, the, the very minute details into what make all these people actually people. Um, but then it's also you know we've you know in Europe maybe that developed quicker so they felt like they were somehow entitled to things. you know whatever the case may be, it would be just to know exactly how, all of this started to really unravel other than just being able to, like, read a book on it. I, I feel like if we could actually go back and see that, I'd, I'd be curious to to see how that all turned out. And – oh, go ahead. You are going to say something?
0: Well, I was just going to say, like, you you can see how this – the whole idea of race is, like, a societal construct just because of you can see someone and their like, their skin might be, like, a certain way, but then they might be from <laughs> – like, not the country that you thought that they would be from. And it's like, it's not actually how somebody physically looks on the outside a lot of times. Like, there's an element of it. It's just, it's it's not a very, uh, I, how do I say? But I think it like is, a, though,
1: sometimes. Like, you, you will talk to African Americans who look white, and they'll say they'll be treated differently than maybe... Uh, other people that they are that are in their family, even because just they just look a certain way. So, there is an aspect of what we see on the surface, we develop a certain idea of what that person is based on what we perceive that surface to look like. And I think your discussion on wealth, too not even just financial wealth, but like celebrity, like notoriety mm-hmm. wealth. You know, I, I don't think people. Like Caitlyn Jenner, I think about when when she kind of made that transformation, she was uh, bolstered as this hero. But I think, uh, you know, before that, how many trans people were being held to that standard? And I'm wondering if a lot of that was because of Caitlyn Jenner's notoriety, like that whole family, the Kardashians, and Jen, like they're all held up at this high esteem. And so being having that that following... Kind of became this way to transition to a place that people were more accepting of
0: well that's one of those things that i i, I always say is wealth in itself that, that's the reason why i didn't say like monetary like money right. it's not money when i say wealth i'm talking about like wealth of resources and resources could even mean like your notoriety being one of those resources because if you are of a position of power because you have something then people will perceive you a certain way and you'll be able to get away with more things and you won't feel so discriminated against. I think Caitlyn Jenner actually is a really, really good example of this because, I mean, she got extremely scrutinized technically because there's so many people who made comments and just said, like, like, oh, like, all the jokes that people made. But, I mean, ultimately, she made this transition over and people... (laughs) It's, like, she could be discriminated against, but she's also, like, it's going to be a different discrimination for her than it is going to be for just, like, a, a middle-class American who did something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, she's going to uh, deal with different different issues that uh, revolve around it. And I just think that, like, throughout time, inequality, you can even, like, go back far into time and, like, when the times of, like, kings and queens and, and slaves and peasants and all this stuff, like, there was always that element of people being oppressed by people who are in positions of power
1: yeah well you saw there there was that uh that psychological experiment where uh people um they like got a bunch of people and some people played the prison guards and then other other people played the prisoners and it was uh, it was a mock thing all these people were just regular people but they put them in that environment and you got to see when people felt that they were in a position of power, they degraded the people that were supposedly below them, even though this was all just fake. And it ended up being a very uh, unethical experiment for what it turned into. But I think you're absolutely right, is is that there is something to that power through the wealth of whatever resource you do have. And I think with uh, that's a really good point about the Caitlyn Jenner thing, is Caitlyn Jenner's... Uh, you know i guess scrutiny was a lot different than maybe like a middle class uh american who who went through that same transformation would be and one of those things was the scrutiny that Caitlyn Jenner got was because people were calling her a hero or brave or saying that stuff for doing it and other people were like how is this person how so instead of it being about the transformation, in a lot of ways, sometimes it, it became about how people were reacting to the transformation. It's just a, it's a subtle thing that just kind of changes the, the the scope of of what all went down in, um, I guess in that community. And I think it's it's just an interesting, I guess, um, case study that we can look at and, and see. Okay, things do happen differently depending on what place of power you come from. Dude, exactly. And, I
0: mean, not to jump ahead, but just as, I think, a good segue to this. So, like, what contributes to the inequality? And I think I think something that's worth mentioning is when people do have a position of power, like, whether it's um, for, for whatever reason, it's kind of hard to, like, give it up. And I think that that's been an obvious thing throughout history because – if you think about it When people get billions of dollars When I mean, they're super super rich You're just like okay Does this person really need 50 billion dollars Like the, A human doesn't even need 50 million let alone 50 billion dollars But you don't see them just like Give away all their money to everyone who's below them I think I think There is that feeling And this has happened throughout history When you are like a, a, a family of wealth And success You really don't want to give up the throne like you don't because it's like you feel like one you work towards it and it's like if you can have this amazing life why would you want to take that away from like the people that you care about you don't want to take that away and the people who are in your immediate unit or your immediate family in general people tend to value them more than the the person out like the just like the random person on the street so you can see one of the reasons why inequality just continues to be a thing is people don't want to give it up. It's why you see a lot of, like, the same people in higher-up positions that just keep passing it down from generation to generation, and it's the reason why it's so hard to be on the bottom and then, like, rise up, which is why people have such a huge respect for someone like uh, like an Eminem who literally came from nothing, who then got to this position of, uh, of huge power because he didn't have any of the, the resources at the time. He had to, like, manufacture all that himself. So it kind of makes sense. Like, I kind of feel like what contributes to the inequality is just like a fear of taking away the things about you uh, that make your life great. <laughs> like, it, it it would be admittedly tough. Like, I I wouldn't want to give away like this apartment and live in a less nice place where it's like more dangerous. Like, it's I I kind of get it. I I, I can understand. The perspective on it and that's just like a like me making the apartment example is like a super super like micro example of all of this
1: well yeah just imagine that you like i understand that perspective is like imagine you build up this entire business and this corporation and it becomes massively successful and you worked from the ground up on this thing you probably feel entitled to the thing that you worked for and i i understand that perspective of why am i required to give to others when i worked for this stuff and and so the, the i think one of the ignorant parts of that idea is um and and this is what a lot of people feel is you know how, what was your path to get to what you you got a lot of time because you know from the from an african american standpoint a, a standpoint of being historically disenfranchised their path to build this thing from the ground up is going to be a lot harder than maybe, uh, like we talked about us being straight white men would be. And so it's like, there isn't equality in that path. So what you can do by be, by having the ability to, uh, travel that path, you can help those who, are less fortunate and might be less capable of developing their own path but then you you get into this thing is like well if i give up these resources are people actually going to follow through and and use it to their advantage or are they are they going to actually take advantage of me being given and we see that a lot of times in life where you do give to people and they take advantage of you just having uh, freely given it and so it's it's this conundrum of like i, I maybe even they want to help but it's like am i helping in the right way um i also think that with what contributes to inequality aside from just not wanting to give up power is tradition i think a lot of times people get caught up in the idea of tradition you see it you saw it big time when gay marriage was uh wasn't legal throughout the US it was a lot of the discussion was about how well marriage is a man and a woman that's how it's always been that's how it is in the bible and it's like We got to adapt you know you have to you have to be able to think differently than just how things always have been Uh, how things always have been might not be right you know and, and you could use that argument of well back when slavery was a thing that's how it always had been so do you think they shouldn't have abolished slavery back then you know so it's and I know that's uh, a different uh, subject altogether, but the idea of it is tradition gets held on to and cling to, uh, and you grow up with these very solidified or rigid, I guess, structures to your life and your worldview. A lot of times people really, they, they think if those structures are uh, molded or even are crumbled, that... The world is going to fall apart somehow, but I think I think we we take for granted the resilience in people and the ability for people to adapt to different things. We we're all still trying to work for structures that are going to help everybody out, and I think uh, if we pay more attention to the uniqueness or the the variability of people, uh, then we have a better chance of finding that inequality. Not not saying not saying that everybody should be exactly the same because we're not all the same but at least trying to give people the right opportunities to be equal I think that's a different argument I think
0: actually the, the tradition is
1: a super good example of something
0: I didn't even really think of because you're kind of right we definitely get set in our ways look at throughout we have cultural traditions that have extended like on for thousands and thousands of years and anytime we change something up we're just like well, well I don't know like baseball is a sport where there's tons of trad- of traditions and people have been like resistant of doing instant replays. It's like, no, no, it's all, it's gotta be the umpires. The umpires got to make the calls here. And it's like, but why, if we can actually just have better results, not having a humans who can make errors, why wouldn't we just have like a robot dude? I don't understand. Like what, what is the big deal in this? People, but people are just such traditionalists. They just don't want that to happen. And I feel like if the same thing goes. It's like, no, no, no men can only marry women. Women can only marry men. That's all this is. It's like, yeah, but but why? Like, what yeah. what is, what is like, the actual real reason behind it? Like, clearly people are attracted to whoever they're attracted to, so why are we just making these traditional guidelines that we've also had, or that we've always had? And the thing is, on average, a man is more likely to be attracted to a woman, and a woman's more uh, likely to be attracted to a man. Just, like, on average, so you are automatically in the minority if you fall outside of that. Therefore, there is an inequality there, just right away so instead of like being there to recognize like oh you know this is a unique thing but we should still embrace it we're like no 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 this doesn't fit into this tradition we've had for thousands of years we have to make it a really really big pain in the ass for everyone
1: well that's that the the baseball example is such a good example (laughs) the the traditionalist aspect or the traditionalist perspective of that stuff is outdated because when all those rules were written Technology wasn't a big thing. <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude. Baseball started in the 1800s. Yeah. So that's one thing that I, I really respect about the NFL is they're constantly – they change rules quite a bit to, to, to like with the concussion stuff. Yeah, that stuff is really bad, but they've like – I mean, you saw this with Antonio Brown this year. He had to get a new helmet. They're like, your helmet's outdated. It it's not as safe as helmets are now. You have to get a new helmet, and they crack down on it. I know this is just a small thing, but I also think about this with um, the discussion on gun violence. You know, I <laughs> the I'm not saying that uh, this isn't a stance to like ban all guns, but when people use the argument that it's in the Constitution, it's like. Yeah, but back then they didn't have (laughs) (laughs) AK-47s. So it's not the same thing. Let's we can still have an argument or discussion, but the traditionalist perspective on that discussion, its not it doesn't stand up, it's outdated. There, there is new technology, there's new stuff going on, and how many times do we have to have these very serious situations where, with school shootings or just uh, public shootings, mass shootings in general, before you, you take a different approach to this thing? That, that The traditionalist perspective, a lot of times, Gets people really stubborn and, and stuck in one way, and it's like maybe we should take. I'm not saying let's make a, a flat-out decision. I'm just saying maybe we do take a different perspective and try to have that conversation about it. So it's it it it's frustrating, um, and I understand too. Like I'm probably hypocritical in here because there are probably things that I strongly believe or am opinionated about, and I'll be stubborn about. But it's uh, I I think. I think – at least I hope to push myself to be open-minded enough or adaptable enough to have different discussions at least and not just be like, nope, I'm not hearing what you have to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the most frustrating thing. Like, Nothing makes me more mad than someone who's just extremely stubborn on their views and they just will not see anything else. And I'm starting to think as I get older that might actually just be the majority of people because it feels like most people, they just like to know what they know and that's that's it. They don't want to take in any new information and I, so I, I want to actually, I want to comment on one thing like the, um, from our conversation a little bit ago, which is like, I think an example of, you know, you, 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 when, when you get to a good place is like, you don't want to give it up sometimes, or or I guess give it up might be an extreme way to put it. But like when you get to a good place and you're happy there, you really don't want too much change. And I think of like my family as an example, my great grandparents came from Italy my uh, great grandpa was a janitor and my great grandma, she was a stay at home mom and we had absolutely nothing like just had like a house and not much. And then like they sent, I think a couple, no, none of their kids went to college, but their kids, kids, a couple of them went to college. So like my parents actually both went to college and their families um, and like each generation has done a little bit better. And it's like, if then now you had to just say, okay, you have to go back to Everyone just goes back to how they were like in the past, because once you get to a certain point, like you're not allowed to get any better than that. Like that, this is the cutoff. Actually, you've gotten, you've gotten too much. Now, now we're going to send you back a few generations to like what they had. And like, that would piss people off. If you if you said all of a sudden, no, 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 you, you're making too much money now. You're having too much success. We're going to, we're going to take you down a few notches back to how your great grandparents were and now you, you have this. But everyone everyone gets this now, so that's actually going to be an improvement for some people, but it's a huge step backward for you, so I hope that's okay. And the thing is, that is a, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell, especially for people who are in a position of power. So you can kind of understand why uh, inequality exists today, because nobody wants to give it up, and it's like super noble when somebody does, and it's it's awesome, but it would be hard to create an actual society and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but it would be hard to create this actual society where everything could just be equal.
1: Well, you see that a big time with, with gender, I think too, because again, from the traditionalist standpoint, men were kind of held on this pedestal above women. That's, that's just how it was for, I mean, women weren't allowed to vote in the (laughs) 1900s until women's suffrage took place. Like that's not that long ago, you know? And, and so it, for a long time uh that stuff I mean we talked to we had that Bill Cosby episode where back in the 70s he was doing this shit and people were trying to go get help to say hey this guy's doing this stuff and people just wouldn't listen to women um and but I but I think that argument of the the inequality between men and women gets Molded or manipulated into this, like men and women are the same and we're not. There are distinct differences in how we uh, we develop physically, how we develop psychologically. And I think a lot of times that that can be uh, misconstrued into this like, uh, well, <laughs> I know that I probably shouldn't use another white man's perspective <laughs> to, to like feel my argument, but Bill Burr had this one, uh his argument towards why men get paid more than women, which I'm not saying that that's good but his argument was uh, well yeah because men if if a boat if everybody's on a boat and the boat is sinking, what do they say everyone get the women and children to to the lifeboats all the men stay behind so that the women and children can get out of here so there there are these there's there are these little, Uh, variable things that we are held to different standards than other people and and so I think I guess my point in this is to take more of a an all-encompassing look at why the why there actually are differences between like men and women for instance and and which of those differences actually should be because they are different between each other and because they are men have been above women in this certain area like pay for instance you know that that's one thing where for a long time uh men have had jobs and women haven't been able to be workers uh, and and work their way up i watch mad men all the time and that was a, a really interesting to look back at the 60s and the 70s and how that started to develop um but because just like the you know this disenfranchising of women uh, now they have a harder time working their way up the ladder and sometimes women are are afraid to ask for what men are are asking for because men have been asking for or been getting this certain lifestyle or this certain wealth for a long time and so basically there's just more to the story than uh, well just men and women aren't equal and there's just I, that's all I'm trying to say is there's there's more to the story than just that surface level concept. Agreed.
0: Do we want to move on to the, the segment? Segment. Let's do it. Are you ready for oh, it? Oh man, yeah you 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 run the show here.
1: All right. <laughs> New segment, folks. The segment is called. You have mono? No, a monologue. This segment, Steven and I have selected uh, a scene from um, our favorite, uh, some of our favorite shows. Well, it's just one each. Uh, we've we've taken a scene where we enjoyed uh, sort of the monologue aspect. Uh, I guess these aren't technically monologues because there are. Uh, there's one line in between uh, each well, Forget technicalities. Mean, it doesn't matter. We're
0: not big on technicalities here. We're not
1: big on the technicalities. <laughs> uh, but we will each take turns transporting ourselves into that scene and reenacting it in our own special way. Well, let me
0: ask you know one question on this before we go. Is there any actual? How, how or you know what? How do you see the connection between? today's subject of equality, and today's segment on monologues. How do we how do we connect this together, you think?
1: Well, to be honest, there is no connection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we're supposed to make a connection.
1: So that was my thought originally, was I was going to try to think of how, how can I make up a segment of uh, equality in some way, shape, or form. I could not think of a segment that didn't seem maybe like it was in poor taste. <laughs> so I was like... I had this idea a while back about doing this monologue thing and I was like, you know what, it might be nice to have uh, some some levity within this episode. And so it's it's not necessarily connected, but it's it's a way to just break up the serious nature of oh, this definitely. topic and just kind of have a little goofiness to it. Although because
0: we 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 chose some pretty serious scenes, so we, I know what you're
1: talking about. We did, about. yeah, that's true. That's very serious scenes. But the I like we talk about a lot of times one thing that we like to do with this podcast is we might have these serious conversations, but ultimately we're just a couple of guys and we just like to have these discussions. We're not coming from this place of authority on a lot of this stuff. And so we like to show that we're also, although we might like to have these in-depth introspective conversations, we also like to do scenes from SpongeBob. So Steven want to take it away? Okay. So do I have to tell people what my monologue is or do I just do it? Sure, you can tell people.
0: Alright. So today's monologue is brought to you by Steven. It comes from a very famous cartoon show called Spongebob Square Pants. You might know this show, famous on Nickelodeon, uh, featuring a yellow sponge, but more importantly for this scene, a pink starfish named Patrick. I will, uh, I will read the monologue now let me take a look at it hmm you know what the problem is you've got it set to m for mini when it should be set to w for wumbo
1: patrick i don't think wumbo is a real word
0: come on you know i wumbo you wumbo he she me Wumbo, wumbo, wumboing, wumbology—the study of wumbo. It's first grade, SpongeBob. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was uh, Patrick Star from the episode with Wumbo.
1: Where's yeah? Where Squidward gets shrunk? <laughs> there technically was a part within that last. Uh, those last two lines, where Squidward's like, "Should I just jump and kill myself?" Basically, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't hear what what Patrick was saying underneath it, and I thought it would be kind of difficult for that. To do. So I just I just threw in the, the Patrick. Yeah, line. no, well, I, I like the artistic du- the uh, artistic direction you took. This was good. Thanks, thanks, man. So one thing I I I think I just did that I want to make this a part at home. After someone finishes their monologue, you have to clap. You have to give applause to the incredible performances. Steven, I I lost... In that scene there, I lost Steven for a second. I thought it was actually Patrick Starr, and <laughs> that just shows his acting chops.
0: The goal there was exactly that, so I feel like my Sunday has
1: been a huge success. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, mine's going to be a little bit different of a, uh, a vibe. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith is my favorite star wars movie at the end of the movie the master and his um young apprentice have a duel of the ages duel of fates as some may call it (laughs) and ever since i was a kid i loved this ending scene i memorized the entire dialogue between the two of them So I felt like it would only be appropriate if the first time we did this segment, I do uh, the ending scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin after Obi-Wan had taken the high ground and cut off Anakin's arm and legs. So let me transport myself. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness. I hate you. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. End scene. (laughs) Do you think this segment was worth it?
0: I actually definitely think that it was. <laughs> this segment was wow. incredible. I, I got lost in that. I thought I was a part of the Sith for a second.
1: <laughs> you thought you were a Sith for <laughs> second.
0: My Sith Lord?
1: You're a Sith Lord. You're Darth Vader. I hate I hate you. <laughs> Vader.
0: The force is strong within you. I don't know why that when you do that, the force is strong within you. When you're just it sounds like there's just no air left in your lungs. It's like one of my absolute favorite things
1: that you do. Power <laughs> the, the dark side. Oh, I love Palpatine's oh. voice. Uh no, but so the <laughs> I don't know. i that, that scene is just always gets me, so I'm glad that you
0: I'm honestly just excited to do some Star Wars stuff when you move here. I don't even know what. like, Just because you like Star Wars so much, and I'm, I am know so little, but I just think it's like, it's just such a funny series to make fun of because it's just they're so
1: over the top. Whoa whoa, really whoa, 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 make fun of. What? You got something to say about that? Dude, I'm going to stab you in the heart with a lightsaber. With a real oh, okay. one. I've made one. Oh. I've crafted one out of saber crystals kyber crystals. crystals huh yeah all right uh I don't, I don't which you be. can actually do at uh the what's that place called star wars galaxy or whatever you can make your own lightsaber it's pretty dope no
0: dude so you know what I, we need to do so i know you can't go to florida so i'm going to florida in march i you probably won't be able to join on that trip but like you should <laughs> we should go to disney world one of these times because if they, they have it again, there's, like, this virtual reality Star Wars thing, and it was literally the coolest thing ever. I would love it. Would it would be so cool, like, you and I in there fighting, like, Darth Vader, because that's, like, what me and my brother did. We were fighting Darth Vader in it. It was legit, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
1: Did you get to fight him at the same time? Yes.
0: He was literally, like, we were standi- we were standing there, and then there was, like, this, like, open pit, and then you could see Vader on the other side, and he just walks out of this room. With his lightsaber, and I was like, I like look over to my brother, and I'm like, "Uh, "It's Vader!" Holy (laughs) shit! It was, dude. It's the coolest in my entire life. The two coolest pieces of technology I've ever seen. The first time I played with an iPhone, and then this Star Wars virtual reality thing. Like that's how
1: impressive it was. No joke. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Well, that was you have mono? No, a monologue. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I did that with you because now it's going to be a really good segue into some serious topics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> back into the really oh, heavy stuff. And
0: Brandon always says that he loses me after we do like we do these segments and then we go back into like the rest rest of the show topics. And then I'm always just like having a tough time getting back into the zone. I'm like, okay, so how do we talk about this now? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just all over the place. I cannot get back to. Uh, level grounds but it's I tough though because it's you know you get you get steven into one zone and it's like what well, i gotta transition back into this person i'm like 10 personality types put into one person all right that's what this is here
1: so basically <laughs> steven has multiple personality disorder
0: <laughs> i got multiple personality and disorder.
1: it's yet another disorder that i've made fun of because i made fun of you for doing that last
0: time <laughs> brandon always makes fun of me for all my disorders <laughs> It's Dude, unfortunate I'm, I have so many disorders. I'm an
1: insensitive friend, I guess. I didn't even realize it, but
0: Dude, you should treat me equally, especially for a guy doing a podcast episode on equality. No kidding. I'm Dude, losing my mind. I I just I just wanted to be treated okay. Alright, treat others like you would like to be treated. Would you like to be treated as someone with lots of disorders? <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know, the the disorders joke is Brandon said something once and I was like, Are you making fun of me for my disorders, Brandon? And then it just has turned into one of, like, many running inside jokes from the show.
1: Yeah, we have many bits that we just don't let die because they're hilarious. Like the Luke Voigt one we brought up a bunch in the last episode. <laughs> and the Matt Gordon thing <laughs> that I brought up to you in the live stream last night. That You're just oh, yeah. like, well, Brandon's a fucking idiot for bringing this up. But you don't even know. <laughs> you, had yeah, zero, the... you had zero respect for me last night.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I just think it's funny that... Uh, I I actually genuinely appreciate when we go into random talks about people in our lives like that. I think it's good. Because Brandon and I, we've only met in real life like 50 times. So we just keep pulling from the same pool of hangouts, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) It's going to be actually weird when we've hung out enough times in real life that we stop making fun of the same jokes from before. It's going to weird.
1: It's going to be nice. Uh, it is one of my favorite things, though, for us to do an inside joke to somebody who has no idea what the inside joke is. Because <laughs> then just... when you become
0: a part of the inside joke, then you feel real special. I'm exactly. telling you. It's, it's, it's a magic moment.
1: This magic moment.
0: So on that topic, but Your not actually at all. So
1: close to mine.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know what you're doing now, but I'm trying to talk.
1: I'm trying to All talk right. about a serious subject. I'm now. taking on the role of Steven. This was my impression of Steven, where we get, get oh, out of a segment. Oh, oh, and I...
0: Okay, that's what this was. Right. Now that I'm I'm clear on what this was, I feel a little bit more understanding. You're welcome. So, now that I'm more understanding, how is society responding to inequality, and do you think it's being handled correctly?
1: I think PC culture is a big response to inequality. I think. A lot of it is a desire to be more conscious of each other's uh, feelings and thoughts. Unfortunately, I think a lot of it has become an overcompensation for the issues where like we talked about early on, you get to a point where certain people aren't allowed to be part of the discussion. And so they're, you're not allowed to have the actual dialogue. You're, you're shut out because you are a certain person and that in itself is the, it's a new version of the same problem. You are shutting out an equal right to have a voice or, you know, whatever the case may be. But PC culture, I think in its intention is to be more aware of each other and to be more thoughtful of the way that we're speaking to each other. Because language actually is very important for our, our development and our psychology. So, um, I think that that is a a big thing and I don't think it's entirely handled correctly, but I think we've talked about this where I think sometimes the overcompensation, when, when something has been a certain way for so long, sometimes you do have to overcompensate in order to bring it back to an equilibrium. Um, I just hope, I guess, I just don't like that it, it takes place with specifically having conversations because how are you going to learn if you're not able to participate in the, the dialogue?
0: PC culture is an, is obviously where this has gone, and it's really good. Like, PC culture is, has a lot of really good things. I think people are starting to get a little bit annoyed by PC culture from some of the things that we said, like, it is overcompensating, it is a bit much. But for a long time, we just didn't talk about things. We just like allowed people to just be bigots and just say whatever they wanted, and I always say that we over we empower things like we we put way too much of an emphasis on words like they're just words. But the problem is as true as that is, we were still just being kind of terrible to people and we just like let it slide for a long time. So now it's at least being brought to the forefront and people might be like this is ridiculous. But when things get brought to the forefront, we have an ability to kind of like sort through what things need to be made and hence we're actually like okay yeah, gay marriage is completely fine. I don't know why we didn't do this before. Like, there was no problem with it. Enough people stood up for it, then we got it. We get real societal change when we we introduce things like this. So it's it's a really good thing. I think the negative towards this is that sometimes it does rub people the wrong way because it's so blatant and in-your-face when we handle things very politi- with a political correctness, especially because we're kind of still feeling this out. Like... Where do you draw the line on this stuff? Cuz you could technically you you technically what, what just can't say anything. Like people I've heard people make a comment before like, "Well, if you say oh, I went in that situation blind." It's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, are you are you making fun of blind people by saying that statement?" Like, where do you draw the line on this? Because like you could technically make fun of any and every person because everyone has something that you can make fun of. But if you make fun of everyone, are you really making fun of anyone anymore? So, there is sort of a a a, like a process right now where I feel like society, now that it's in the forefront, we're still kind of trying to sift through this. I do think we'll get to a point where some of this will start to die down and we just won't need to constantly discuss race issues and constantly discuss gender issues because they won't really be issues anymore. At least that is my hope. Maybe I'm optimistic, but I think right now, um, we aren't necessarily handling this stuff the best, but I feel like we're doing the right things and this is just part of what it takes to get to real improvement over time.
1: Well, I think there needs to be an aspect of patience too. Like I, I think about, I, you know, in watching influencers, uh, especially transgender influencers, I, I talked to Stephen about this where sometimes I feel like uh, I see transgender influencers, and I'm not trying to generalize, but I've seen a lot where they'll get frustrated that people will ask them You know, so are you? Are you a man? Are you a woman? They'll ask questions about where they stand, and I get that. Hearing that over and over and over again could really be frustrating, but I think it's sort of a place of entitlement where you just you're you're fed up with people trying to learn about about this stuff. Like when I was growing up, the discussion on trans—I didn't even know what transgender was until like five years ago. And maybe that to a certain extent was ignorance on my part, but it also wasn't discussed in the places, in the, the foundations where I was educated. And, and so I think there, there has to be a, a patience to people who are setting the foundation for those who will come after them. So within the transgender community, it might, yeah, it might be really tough right now, but you are paving the way for transgender kids or adults who finally come forward with that. You are paving the way for them to feel comfortable and for people to understand what it means to be transgender. So I I, I think I think, I don't know, I I think that's a special responsibility to have. And I I would like to see more of a a patient perspective out of people who get frustrated with that aspect. I get that there's more to you than just being transgender, but I I think you have to have a perspective that understands the ignorance. Because ignorance doesn't always come from a malicious place. You know, we've had conversations about if you grow up in a community that hates all other races – And just from the day you were born until your adult life, that's what you were told. It's going to be tough for you to get out of that ignorant perspective that other races could be just an equal person to you. And so it's going to take a lot of work. But if you just have no tolerance for that ignorance whatsoever, I'm not going to even give that person a chance. Well, how is that person going to grow? And that's not to say that they always will grow if you do give them the chance. But I think having that uh, willingness to again have discussions or hear people where they're coming from then maybe you can head in a certain direction
0: that's a really good point uh like i'm the same way where i didn't use the term transgender until five years ago probably i didn't really know i mean i obviously knew about it but i didn't really know the word for it i didn't really have any examples in my actual life so i didn't have anything to pull from so i think you're kind of right about the people aren't very patient to these things and it's it's just gonna this stuff doesn't just change overnight like it's all gonna be a slow process and if someone just like wants to get to know something that's actually good like there's the start like bringing this this is the reason why it's so good to to have a political correct like a movement that, that that pushes towards that stuff because when you do that it changes the conversations and now people are asking different questions than they were before or maybe before they were like no that's stupid what's well, like well now it's now the question is it's changed to well why why are you like that why do you think that you don't identify with the gender that you appear and then when you hear that you might still not agree with it and that definitely does happen but ultimately having more people at least try to see a perspective is good because there's going to be plenty of people who will never change their perspective no matter what information they have on the table because that's just what happens in life. And I feel like as you get older, you start to come more to grips with the fact that some people just aren't going to change. Like that's just their personality type, but bringing the information out is the best thing that we can be doing right now.
1: Absolutely. I I think, uh, you know, and, and that's, that is what I think society is trying to do. They're trying to bring the information on the table. But then again, now that you bring it on the table, I mean, you see it a lot too with like the Me Too movement. Like now men aren't allowed to have a perspective that is, well, hey, how did that whole... I mean, you side even with, um, you know, if, if a man and a woman gets in a fight, you know, maybe the woman absolutely just fucking nailed the guy a billion like 10 times and the guy snapped in a split second and hit the woman again i am not saying that it is right but i'm just saying because we have it's still inequality to look at that and say well the man isn't supposed to hit the woman so because he did we're not going to take a look at any of the context that came to that point if you if you ignore that context then we can't find where things might have actually started to go wrong and learn from that context and the, the variability of that situation. And that's kind of my thought process is a lot of this stuff has its uniqueness to it and has context that is very important for the development of, of stuff. And you can, all, like you said too, it takes a long time for things to change. I mean, think of generation upon generation upon generation where now you're starting to see maybe racism start to dissipate you know now it's become a different kind of racism but that took a long fucking time for a long time african americans weren't even looked at as people and it took a really long time for uh the people who were in power to adjust that thought process and again it's Those thought processes aren't wrong. And if we could snap our fingers and get them all to be right right away, 100% we would do it. But that's just not how people and people's minds work. So it's going to take time. Can you see a future where everyone feels equal? I cannot. And I think a big part of that is because um, we – a lot of – what our background is, there are actual differences to it. And so I, I think that no matter what, um, there people will feel differently about where they're at and the different feeling will feel like inequality. And I also think like you had alluded to earlier, I don't think we can ever eradicate ignorance. Like there's going to be some form of ignorance in the world uh, it's a it's a big place, but in some places it's also a very small place. What about you? Do you can you see a future where everyone feels equal?
0: No, I mean I I spent a lot of time thinking about what the closest we could get to a equal society would be, and a lot of times it ends up coming into something where we all wear headsets and we can kind of create our own version of what our utopian society would look like. If we take that out of the equation, just because. I don't know how far down the road that would be. And even in that situation, there'd still have to be people who were manning manning that stuff or someone who didn't have the perfectly equal side of that. It does seem like no matter how you're going to do it, there's just due to genetics, location. There's so many things that are always going to be causing us to not be equal. And I feel like that's okay. I feel like it is okay that we are not all equal because in a way nobody is the best like no one's the best at everything it's impossible we all have things that we're better at than other people and that's kind of what makes life beautiful in a sense that we all have our own strengths we all have our weaknesses and and you know sometimes you meet the person who kind of fills out some of your weaknesses and that can be a beautiful relationship with that person and I just think that we spend too much time wanting to be like everyone else and 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 just hoping that things are all going to become more equal. When it's like, just kind of embrace the differences. Sometimes, like, get to the best position you can get in your life. Like, by no means do I would I ever say like, just accept that you suck. Like, you're just trash, and you're just always going to be trash. That's what life is. I'm not by any by no means is that what I'm saying. I just feel like we should continue as a society to try to push closer and closer to equality. Like, being generous, giving back when things are going well. Um, having these these topics be brought up when things are, are not equal and then embrace like the differences that you have with other people and I think we can get closer we can get closer to uh, an equal society and would it be great if everyone was equal? Yes it would that would be a great a great world but it's just unfortunately I, I just
1: don't think it can happen. It's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. I do like that perspective of acknowledging the differences, even specifically the weaknesses within ourselves. I think because we've all come from these different backgrounds, uh, there's something to be said about that perspective and how we can complement each other. It doesn't necessarily need to be equality per se, but more a... I fill in the role here. You fill in the role here. Because we talked about this with with intelligence. You, 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 we, uh, Jordan Peterson had that perspective uh, or uh, talked about how liberals will say, oh, everybody has the same potential. Just give everybody the same opportunities and people will make it. And it's like, well – not everybody does have the same potential. Some people might suck at this thing and be better at this thing. And so having that self-awareness to your strengths or your weaknesses could go a long way, especially within culture. Some cultures might touch on uh, collectivism more than uh, a culture who's based more on individualism. And so when it comes to Developing family traditions. Maybe we want to talk to the collectivist culture more to hear what they have to say about how important family is. That might be a weakness of an individualistic culture. Or if you just have a different perspective, that's okay too. So I, I really like that you brought that up.
0: Definitely. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about in this topic? Uh, Final
1: thoughts? No, I – I will be honest, I I was kind of nervous about this topic. <laughs> I was real
0: nervous about this topic, to be honest with you. And, and not only was I nervous about this topic, but I think that that kind of just shows us something. The fact that I'm so nervous to have a topic about something that, I mean, we're just talking about equality. Like, we, I, I feel like we should all be able to have this conversation and re- recognize the fact that, like, It's You should be able to talk about it. It doesn't mean that anyone's right or wrong with how they're discussing it, but just bringing it to the table. Like, here's thoughts on it. Conclusion-wise, I I mean, I don't feel like I walk away from this episode saying, well, my conclusion is definitely this. I think just we're never going to get to a perfect equal society, but, like, here's a lot of the reasons why. Listen to this episode. Like, you hear all this stuff. You can kind of get why we're in the position that we're in, but also be optimistic that we're kind of figuring it out. Like, we're getting closer.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, update on our lives. Uh, you you start on the update. So, you, yeah. yeah, you go first in this one.
1: Well, uh, I will say if you are not subscribed to me on YouTube, uh, definitely check that out. You can just search Brandon Flippin. I have been posting at least once a week. You get a mixture of comedy music and uh, I do plan on doing some psychology stuff. Uh, my first psychology video is going to be on uh, why psychology is a science because uh, that's that's a discussion that some people are just like how people are all different. How can you have a science out of that? It's not, not a perfect science, whatever that argument is. So I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, that's coming through so if you don't follow subscribe to me on youtube uh, definitely check that out i try to post once a week Stephen has inspired that in both of us i think um, so that that's really the most that's going on with me and in this podcast obviously if you are not subscribed to the everything must go podcast youtube channel i would definitely say do that because we have been uh, making highlight videos so if you are a person who doesn't like the long format uh, content where it's like an hour long episode. We have these little, like, five minute highlight clips where you can just hear small things within the episode uh, and take away whatever you want to take away from it. So that's about it for me. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I've been pretty busy with a lot of things that are going on. In fact, this episode had to actually be recorded the day after episode 75 because I, uh, Going home So I haven't gone home yet at the time of the recording of this episode But I will be going home um, To see my family and hang out with them So by the time this episode releases i I've actually already come back home to Chicago again And uh, that's just a Kind of a vacation I feel like I'm a little I've been re- working really hard And I've gotten a little bit burnt out And I haven't seen my family since early July So it's just going to be a good opportunity to To go back and see them And just hang out I've um, got a few things planned for that trip. Hopefully you'll uh, get to see some of that in my uh, content. I've been releasing my normal one YouTube video a week. I've also been doing like two to three live streams a week on my YouTube channel, which has been a lot of fun. If you don't subscribe, you should. It's Steven Russell B. Um, And that's Steven with the V. none of that PH trash. Because PH, it honestly is annoying when people spell my name with a PH. It's like, come on. You're actually making it more difficult putting extra letters in this. Yeah,
1: what the hell? It's not freaking... Acidity that's what i'm saying freaking that's, a, that's what i'm test.
0: saying here that's i've been saying this for years you've been saying it for years
1: care. and i'm honestly tired that you've had to say it as long as you've had to fucking say it
0: i know dude, treat me like equal all right treat me like i'm equal
1: <laughs> treat me like equal oh my gosh no, i love it i love I it <laughs> oh man that's gonna be one of our t-shirts treat me like equal
0: <laughs> treat me like equal oh fuck. that's brutal that's brutal Yeah, good stuff. I hate myself for that comment. But um, and also I'll have my first Chicago vlog video out at this point. So I'm going to be doing more vlog content. 2020 is going to be the big vlog year where I'm going to have I've got like this plan. I'm doing a vlog every single week. Brandon and I are going to go out and about. It's going to be I – have, I have a lot of ideas of how I want to do this, but pretty much my entire life is going to be on camera, and I'm going to love that. And I already love being in front of the camera, obviously, but it's just going to be adding to it. But, yes, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you'll see some of that content. And also join my live streams because it's really fun. And subscribe to our second channel, Everything Must Go Podcast, or it's my second channel that Brandon and I do together, Everything Must Go Podcast, YouTube. I, as Brandon said, good highlight clips, good stuff.
1: Wait. <laughs> Why did you say it's my second channel? Like, not mine too?
0: It's also Brandon's second channel. <laughs> well, it's because that's what I say in my live streams. See, I'm so always you didn't thinking want to speak I'm for
1: live. me, basically.
0: I'm always am I Brandon? I'm I brand don't understand. Well, why
1: did that happen? It is our <laughs> channel. <so laughs> what, I don't know. Why did, what? Why? What, did, what happened? You first said our second channel, but then you're like, I mean, it's my second channel. Like, you're the one who fucking runs the show. Are you the host? Dude, I shouldn't have told you you're the host this at the beginning man, of this episode.
0: This man has grown a hungry with
1: power. Dude, you're just like those people you were talking about. You got a little bit of power, and now you don't want to give it up. And so now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not equal like you. I'm not giving up the everything must go. Own. Honestly, treat me like equal,
0: all right? <laughs> treat me like equal? <laughs> I think that's everything I wanted to say. That's everything I want. Yep. That yeah, good stuff. Perfect. Oh, wait. Should we talk about the Halloween episode coming up? See, you see the script? Yeah, I was just kidding. I just <laughs> thought I'd say that. <laughs> because <laughs> I have no respect for how podcasts are done anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: Lanza! Uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tease it? You, I mean, no, you
0: know, it's, no it's, tease it, it man. I want you, to man. hear no, your tease seems, of it. This is more your
1: thing. This is your thing now. I'll outro us. You tease it. I want to hear your tease. Okay,
0: okay. So, oh, yeah, I got, I got a good, I got a good tease here. You're the best. So, te-
1: you teased our segment earlier without giving yep. too much away. I think you're the, yep. you're I'm, the, you're I'm the LeBron man. James of of uh, teases. I'm,
0: hi- I'm hype man. All right, you're hype man. So, on the, on the topic of me being hype man. Last year, Brandon and I, we did a Halloween episode of the podcast. It's still one of my favorites. It's called Do You Believe in Ghost? And since then, that has sort of uh, brought up a lot of conversations over the last year regarding ghost. And um, Brandon and I, we know we're not believers. But with another Halloween episode coming out, we decided we needed to get a guest on it again who believes in ghost. Uh, so we will have a guest on who does believe in ghost. I don't know if we're going to name them. Are we going to name them? Probably not, right?
1: Uh, we'll oh, just, was, uh, do you think we should just well yeah we should because it's yeah why not? Right? yeah
0: yeah yeah so uh, we're gonna have stephanie telly on um you guys might know her she has been on another podcast episode from earlier this week you might have also seen me do a lot of live streams with her over the last year but yes she's always defending ghosts and always talking about it so i was like you know what let's actually bring her on and let's get in a dis- discussion we're not just talking about ghosts but we figured she'd be a, the, a really good guest for the Halloween episode. So she'll be back again. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be next week's episode. Um, if you're listening to this one, yeah, it'll be next week's episode. It's not. If you're watching this live, it won't be next week. But that's another story altogether. I hope that was a good tease. Brandon, take it away. Sign us out here, man.
1: <laughs> All right, folks. Well, if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you were able to, even if what we said frustrated you, I hope you were able to listen entirely through. This would be a great one uh, for you guys to comment or question on. So if you have any thoughts that you just want to start a dialogue with, uh, email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or you can call us and leave us a voicemail. We would love to play it on air and uh, just talk through it. Our voice, our, our phone number is 513 427 EMG5. Again, that's 513 427 EMG5. And if you need to follow us on Instagram, it's at EMGPod. That's also our Twitter handle. Or Steven is at Steven Russell B. I am at Brandon J. Flippin. We always post a question uh, throughout the week to uh, give you an opportunity to get something into us to talk about on the, the upcoming episode. So be looking out for that as well. But other than that, we're looking forward to the the Halloween episode, and I hope you are too. We'll talk to you next time. Take it easy.